This is Christian Book Blurb, brought to you by author and songwriter Matt McClary. Get a behind-the-scenes glimpse into the lives of some of your favourite Christian authors. Hear about their books and faith. Also, why not check out my website, mattmcclary.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Christian Book Blurb podcast. This is a podcast to encourage you and to help you grow in your discipleship as we meet some amazing Christian authors and learn about their books, their lives and their faith. I am your host, Matt McClary, and today we're going to be speaking to the author, Annie Try. Hi, Annie. Hello. It's lovely to be here. Yeah. How are you today? Uh, I'm good, thank you, yes. Good, thank you so much for joining us. Um, Today we're going to be um, um, dipping our toes into the waters of psychology um, and also (laughs) faith um, and how how that can kind of express itself in fiction writing. So I'm really looking forward to um, chatting with you about it. Now, you've just released a new young adult fiction novel called The Dangerous Dance of Emma J.J. What can you tell us about it? All right, well, my publisher's this describe this in their their information as a, a powerful story of resilience and faith, which is quite pleasing. Um, it's about a girl called Emma who has a has a journey from through care. So she's been in the care system for most of her life and she is um, trying to find herself really when she's 15. She's got lots of unanswered questions about her heritage and this sort of thing. And it leads her on to quite a, a difficult journey as um, when, the, when she finds out the truth, she finds that she's actually in quite a lot of danger. So that's really the, hmm. the story in a nutshell. Okay. Why, why dangerous dance? Is that just because she discovers she's in danger? And why, why the dance element? Well, she loves dancing. That's That's her passion. And... Um, when she seeks for her, for who she is, she finds out that that is in, in jeopardy. Um, her relationships are everything that she knows about herself and all her passions are, are really in jeopardy. So that's why Dangerous Dance. So it's a sort of metaphor for her life, mm. um, but it also includes dance. Um, so this this is a, a young adult audience. I know you've written other fiction books um, in the past, and, and I hope to um, chat with you about those yes. a little bit later on in the show. But this is a young adult novel aimed, aimed at a, a young adult audience. For you in your mind, first of all, when somebody says young adult novel, what does that mean? It means a teenage novel, a novel for teenagers and, and just a little up, really. So... Um, my writing is suitable for 13 plus. Okay. Um, lots of adults are reading it at the moment. They're just loving it. So it will suit right the way up. Um, but uh, so that's that's the group, the age group mm, I'm, mm. I'm and And why? For. Why write for them? Because it's a slight departure for you, isn't it? Well, not really. I have written one earlier one, which is very old now. And it's okay. a sort of prequel to this one but it needs rewriting and updating to match today's world. But um, I loved working with young people when I was a clinical psychologist and I, I've always done youth work and I've been very involved with that group. And I've got grandchildren now who are in that age group and it just sort of fell together that I was writing about a 15-year-old to that sort of group. 
So you mentioned your background in psychology. How does that impact or influence your writing? Um, it influences it quite a lot. I, you will see if you ever read um, The Dangerous Dance that it's absolutely full of little strategies that Emma has learnt from having seen a psychologist. So she will say things like, um, I, I listen to my breathing and try to imagine it going away and, and fading and getting slower. And I don't know which psychologist taught me that. But sometimes she doesn't even say anything about a psychologist. She just uses a strategy. So that's sort of woven within it. Um, and the same with my other books when we get to talking about those. So um, I've, I've very much used used it more explicitly there because Dr. Mike Lewis, the protagonist in those three books, is um, a clinical psychologist. So mm -hmm. it's been easy so, to include it. So apart from um, adding sort of nuance and detail to the, the plot or the character in the, the novel, would you say having that undercurrent of sort of background of from psychology that people can actually be helped by reading your books or does it more just sort of filter into the, the character building itself? No, they can be helped. Um, I've, I've had one of my beta readers, beta readers that said that she, um, she was interested to see all this subtle therapy throughout. And uh, I think that's, that's partly my aim that a team who feels like that will have, you know, will find that not only that it's something that people will experience when they're anxious or when they're having difficulties, but that there are ways out. So I hope that happens. But it's also very useful in forming characters because I know I've seen so many people. I've, I've worked closely and found out how, how they think and, and their, their inner feelings. And so that's very easy for me to make characters. And I love writing in the, in the first person so that I can bring that out mm, in my mm. writing. So, so it's, a, it's a work of fiction, but it can also help you in real life. Yes, yes. And I feel very much that that's, that is God's mission for me as a writer. Mm, mm. Oh, lovely. Yes. That's really great. Um, you've also written several other novels. You've mentioned the Dr. Mike Lewis stories. Just tell us yes. a bit more about those. Right, Dr. Mike Lewis is a is a clinical psychologist, as, as I've mentioned already. Um, and the first novel, he's a sort of secondary character, so he's not the main protagonist. Um, and the, the first novel is Trying to Fly, and that is one of his clients, Jenny Drake, who has agoraphobia. And um, the novel starts with her remembering something that only becomes fully apparent to her when she goes back and revisits the site. For, so novices, for novices like me, can you tell us what agoraphobia is? Agoraphobia is not just a fear of going out, but a fear of all sorts of social interactions as well. Uh, okay. But it's mostly recognised as the fear of not leaving home and not going out. Um, she's been working on that in a sort of behavioural way, so you know, trying to go a bit further and a bit further. Um, 
But Dr. Mike Lewis wants to look much deeper and find out the cause of this. And, and, un, and looking at that actually leads her to find a mystery which she goes on to solve with the help of a, a new friend, Jim. So it's a book with um, a little bit of danger, uh, well, quite a lot of danger towards the end, mm. and, uh, but there's a bit of romance, a, a, you know, a slightly romantic friendship that's, that develops. And she's a middle-aged lady, um, always been single, always looked after her parents. So that's, that's her story, um, with the psychologist almost in the background that she refers to every now and again, and there's one or two visits to him. The next one, which is Out of Silence, is a different client. It's a mute boy. Um, well, he's, a, he's referred to the adult services as a young man because he looks like an adult, and he can't talk, and he's an, he turns out to be an asylum seeker. And he has been smuggled in to Britain. And um, the Home Office want all sorts of information from him, which you can't give because he's completely mute. So What's the title of that book? What's the title of that, that book? That is Out of Silence. Out of Silence. So, so you've got a, a very silent boy, mm. and it's how he comes out of it. Um, we've, we've got an inkling as we go through that, a lot of, lot of information about the psychologist himself and how he has coped with his own grief. So the stories run in parallel as he works with the client. And um, there's an art therapist that is, is part of that work, that works with, with him as well. So that's mm, in a nutshell, without giving yeah. anything away. Yeah, 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 no, good. <laughs> is that one. The third one is Red Cabbage Blue. This is a 22-year-old girl who will only eat blue things, will only wear blue clothes, will only have blue paint on her, her wall. She's completely fixated on blue. And she's also a client of Dr. Mike Lewis. who And he also works with the art therapist with her. Um, and she also uncovers a secret within her family, uh, which she sets out to try and resolve the mystery that comes with that secret. So... Mm, all interesting so stuff. It, it, it's showing people who have... Um, mental health difficulties that in fact they are they're more than that they're mm. not just somebody who goes off and sees a psychologist mm. and that's their life or you know spends their time with a psychiatrist they've got other lives they've got and some of them can be very interesting lives mm. Mm -hmm. and of course these aren't based on real people <laughs> these are yeah. these yeah. are fictional clients Fictional yeah. people, yeah, and and so yes. we've we've seen um, how psychology kind of weaves its way into your storytelling. Um, how do you include faith within the story? Uh, all my stories have a little bit of faith somewhere in them. Yes, um, they're all written from a, a Christian viewpoint, obviously, um, but. For example, in trying to fly, that the friend that she makes, um, Jim, he is a Christian and she is completely bowled over by the way that he has sacrificed his life to look after his, um, his nephew with learning difficulties. And um, yes, there's, you know, there's a, a little bit in, in there and it revives her faith. 
to a certain so, extent. So it kind of asks questions in a way. It, it's not too That's preachy right. or heavy-handed, is it? Oh, no, it's not preachy, no. Okay. Um, I think the lightest touch is probably with uh, Red Cabbage Blue, where um, the faith bit really comes through her remembering things her grandmother would say and and finding a bookmark near the end that that gives her a text yeah so there's there's a that little bit in there and with out of silence it's very much that mike lewis recognizes that his own faith has lapsed so that's a little bit more overt um mm. and he envies his wife who's been able to come to terms with the death of their son and how about and, in the dangerous dance of emma jj where, where does faith fit into that story um faith is there from the beginning in that the friend of Emma prays for her and says so. And um, she starts to go to church just occasionally with this friend but can't cope with her whole whole service. And then at one point she really feels like she needs to find her own identity and what she believes. And that's when she goes off to church on her own. So that's... That's it, really. I mean, okay. there is, yeah. there it does, does go on a bit, but we'll we'll leave it there. Yeah, yeah, no, that's <laughs> fine. You don't have to, to give too it. much away. You obviously want people no. to read the books. <laughs> yes, you're <laughs> so asking do, do... me more than I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so do um, check out Annie Try. Search for Annie Try online and find all the books um, that are available. Her most recent one is The Dangerous Dance of Emma. JJ. We are going to go to a break in just a moment, Angela, but just before we do, um, one one more question. Do you prefer writing books in a series or one-off novels? What's your preferred style? Um, I don't know, really. I, I, I like writing series, but it's very hard work. Um, so everything has to match and move on and be consistent for for them. So each of my novels will stand alone, even though there there are three in the in the Dr. Mike Lewis stories. Um, but I've had to match everything up for anyone who wants to read them in order and and everything. So it's hard work, but it's quite challenging, and I enjoy challenge. Hmm. Um, the there will be a one-off one that that comes in the future because it just completely stands alone. So um, that's one I'm working on at the moment. Uh, there will probably be a follow-up to um, Dangerous Dance because we need more of her, her story. And I think I can manage that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's yes. excellent. I like, I like both. I like all writing, really. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's great. We will be continuing our conversation with um, the author Annie Try after this break, where we'll be finding out a little bit more about Annie, um, what she gets up to, what she enjoys, favourite hobbies, that kind of thing. So do join us after this. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, you can help keep it on the web. All you've got to do is buy me a coffee. Head over to buymeacoffee.com slash mattmcclary to make a donation. There is a link in this episode's show notes. So go on, buy me a coffee today and help this podcast to keep supporting Christian books and authors. 
Welcome back to the Christian Book Blurb podcast, where I'm chatting with author Annie Try. Now, Annie, just before the break, we were talking about your new book, The Dangerous Dance of Emma JJ, as well as some of the others. And in them, you're saying that you you mention um, elements of faith um, in your writing. Um, but let's let's peel back the book cover a bit and find out a little bit more <laughs> about you. Um, what can you tell us about your your Christian faith? How did you become a Christian? All right. Well, how I became a Christian was, uh, first of all, by sort of osmosis, because I went to Sunday school and uh, uh, well, I was sent to Sunday school. And I don't think my parents at that point were Christians, but I was sent to Sunday school as a child. And I can remember having a, a favorite hymn, Dear Lord and Father of Mankind, that I would sing in the garden on the swing. Um, and I just loved that. And I loved the whole thing. And I thought maybe I would one day be a missionary and all of this sort of thing. But I didn't make a firm commitment until I was 15. And I was actually right in the middle of an argument with my mother about whether I'd clean the bath properly, because that was my hmm. Saturday job. And uh, and she was saying I hadn't, and I was saying I had. And then all of a sudden I thought, this is so wrong. And I just stopped. And I said, Mom, I want to be baptised. Oh. And she just looked at me, and she sort of shook her head in <laughs> wonderment, I think, and said, you'd better go and speak to our minister. So I cleaned the bath and went and spoke to the minister. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and that's when I made my, my prayer, prayer to follow Jesus. And from then on, my faith has, has sort of built. It's gone through the normal rocks that you would expect. But um, th- that was it for me. That was my turning point. A few months later, I was baptised after all the normal classes. And I went... I was very scared about this, but when I went into the pool, I just felt this peace that came out over me. And when I came up afterwards, I was so happy. I was smiling and laughing just a little bit. And I got told off by the ladies in the church who said I hadn't taken it seriously. And I think that was the most serious point of my life. Are you involved with a local church at the moment? And what's your role there? I am. Um, I'm part of a, a four-person leadership team, um, my husband as well, and then another couple. Uh, we haven't had a, a pastor for eight years, and so we've been running the, the church. Um, it's a, a fairly small church. We're not sure we could afford a full-time pastor, so, well, we know we couldn't. But um, we've been going through lots of ups and downs with it but we are a tight group a loving church we do lots of community work it's fine community church in Littleport mm. and we have coffee mornings that are so crowded we can hardly find enough chairs and uh, then we we have employed a, um, a, ch- a children's worker children and family worker and she runs some groups that are also oversubscribed and then we have a tots group as well so mm. for a small church we're probably very busy very active lot. yes yes but yeah but god's love is there in the services and it's mm. it's there between mm. us mm. and um i'm littleport is quite a tough place it's had a very bad history but i feel that you know i, I pray that our church is a beacon of light mm. in littleport yeah amen amen um Annie, what do you do for fun? Have you got any hobbies or things that that you do other than writing? <laughs> um, I do have 
yes. Um, my main hobby is dance. So I go to over 55 dance classes, which were disrupted um, while COVID was happening, but were still online. So I carried on dancing in my dining room. And now they've just resumed as face-to-face. -face. So I go down to London for those once a week. And that gives me an opportunity to, to visit family as well or, and old friends. Um, family takes a lot of my time. I have five children and each of those children has children. And so there's a really big family if we ever get together, which we very rarely do now because with some some grandchildren grown up, they're often mm. their own thing and everything. Mm. But mm. Um, I just love spending time with my family. Mm. So that's that's two things. Well, the family yeah. is bigger bigger than the dance, really. We have a dog, so we we like going for walks. She's she's a very young young dog at the moment, so she she's very scatty on walks, but we still love love walking. We have a rescue cat, and she sleeps all day usually, and so that's <laughs> that's less trouble. Um, yes, and I do sort of play the cello, not well, but I do mm. love doing it. Yes, oh, very good. Nice. Yes. Um, do you have any favourite foods? My favourite foods? Um, not really. I, I, I quite like most food. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. I, I do enjoy a roast on a Sunday. Um, ah, okay. Preferably a chicken roast, actually. All right. Okay, um, great. I'm not that keen on red meats, but um, I, I, I also like chips, which I'm sure I should like. <laughs> With or without salt and vinegar? <laughs> With salt, no vinegar. With, no, okay. All right. There we go. <laughs> Excellent. So if, if anyone ever meets you one day in Little Port and fancies a fish and chips, they know what kind of chips to get you. That's fantastic. Absolutely. Brilliant. <laughs> well, it's been fantastic having a chat with you, Annie, um, and finding out about um, your books and sort of how psychology and also how faith kind of finds its way um, mm. into writing fiction, but fiction that can have an impact um, in, in yes. the real term. That's really great. So thank you for sharing that with us. Before we go, can you just share with our listeners where they can find some of your books or where they can connect with you on social media? Yes, um, my books can be ordered through any regular bookshop. Um, I, they're on online, obviously, with the, with the big the big online shops and yeah. uh, also with foils and various other places. Um, yes, and then I have a website. My website is um, www.annie-try.co.uk. Um, I'm on Twitter as at Annie underscore try. I'm on Instagram as author Annie Try. And a Facebook page is Annie Try. So, Excellent. so that's how you get hold of me or that's follow me great. or whatever. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. And <laughs> just for the benefit of our listeners, I will be putting a link to Annie's website in the show description of this episode. So what you need to do is have a look underneath the... Um, the little box that you're listening to this in now um, and there'll be a link to her website so you can click on that and make your way over there to find out more about her and of course where you can find her excellent books 
Well, Annie, that just leaves me to say thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for chatting and, and sharing about your writing and your life. It's been really fascinating. So thank you. Well, thank you for inviting me. It's been good. It's been great. Thank you. And thank you, the listener, as well, for joining us for another edition of Christian Book Blurb. Don't forget that we have... Um, an edition that comes out on the 1st and the 15th of every month. So another one will be coming your way really soon. Where we'll be chatting to another really great Christian author about their books, their faith and their life. Just one more thing before I go. I've just started a new Facebook group for fans of the podcast. So if you are a podcast fan of the Christian Book Blurb, do head over to Facebook and find our fan group um, and join up. And there's all sorts of fun things. There's polls, there's quizzes, and you can even ask your own questions to some of our guests. So do pop over there um, and join in the fun. So I look forward to seeing you over there on our Facebook group. Just search for Christian Book Blurb and you'll find us there. Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to the pleasure of your company again really soon. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to Christian Book Blurb with your host, Matt McClary. Do give it a like, give it a share and let your friends know all about it. We do hope to see you again soon on another Christian Book Blurb.